Ever find yourself walking into a homeowner's house, sit down at the kitchen table and realize, wow, I'm just gonna wing this. Well, if that's you, this is the Academy lesson for you because today we're talking to Dominic Caminata and he's gonna teach us all about masterful sales presentations. Enjoy. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another Contractor Success Academy lesson. Today we're here with Dominic Caminata. Dominic, did I say that properly? Dominic Caminata, yeah. Caminata, there you go. Thank you, Dominic, for being here. Um, for those of you watching, I was just telling Dominic uh, as we logged on here that he's our first guest that's actually standing, and there's a reason behind that. Uh, Dominic, today we're going to be talking about masterful sales presentation. Uh, you've sold for millions of dollars uh, in large part through some of the success that you've seen through the Grosso program that you've mastered. So I'm going to hand it over to you, Dominic, before we get into uh, the meat and potatoes of it. Can you give us and the listeners just a quick background on who you are exactly? Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity, Mark, and uh, it's a pleasure to be on your show. Uh, I think it obviously gives a great value to the listeners been watching your episodes. Uh, so definitely with this point. Uh, again, my name is Dominic Caminata. I first entered the industry in 2010. I came fresh out of college. And the thing that's interesting about me is I came into this business with zero sales experience. Now, those of you salespeople or even sales managers watching this that are actively selling in the home, especially if you have a one-call closed system, you know that this is a very, very difficult sales job. <laughs> so to come into the industry with no sales experience on a one-call close is definitely very intimidating. Uh, the thing I'm grateful for to this day is 10 years ago when I first got into the business, the company that I worked for possessed the Grasso sales methodology, uh, which is his traditional 10-step sales system that essentially takes you from the moment you walk up to the customer's door to the moment you walk out with the sale, everything in between, exactly how to run an appointment, and of course, deliver that masterful presentation, right? Which is, again, going to be a focal point of our conversation. Um, but basically, my first three years in the business, not having any sales background, just following this methodology, I was the top salesperson in the company that I worked for. And the first year, just to give you an idea, the, uh, I was with the company that I started with. They did $5 million that year, uh, 2010. And this year, they're pacing over $100 million in revenue. Wow. The foundation of that growth was the Grasso sales methodology. Amazing. Uh, basically, for the last seven years, I was with the company. I was the sales trainer and manager. And at the peak of my career, I was managing over 55 full-grown men and some women, too. <laughs> I always told people I managed Wisconsin's largest adult daycare center. <laughs> uh, but you know, one of the joys of my life, uh, it was quite the experience and just through the years of obviously studying and mastering the Grasso methodology and learning from my sales team. And I think that's one good lesson for managers. Make sure that you're picking the brains of the brightest minds in your sales team. They can teach you a lot. Um, I've been able to essentially master it and in a way where I can train anybody with the right attitude now to be a multi-million dollar producer. Awesome, Dominic. So yeah, I mean, what I'm hearing loud and clear is that, you know, you have been extremely successful. Like you said, you came into the industry without much knowledge and you did amazing things. Uh, I'd probably take somebody who, um, you know, goes through a system, a, a process and who can execute, like you say, masterful sales presentation over somebody who thinks they're great at sales, but who wings it, you know, nine out of 10. Uh, so I'm, I'm really uh, eager and anxious to kind of get, get through this and, and learn a lot more. Uh, talk to us quickly, Dominic, about why you're standing. 
Yeah. So again, I do a lot of training on virtual selling. Obviously, it's a big part of our business at Gross University. Almost everything I'm doing right now is virtual. Uh, but one of the most important things of sales in general is that the customer can see most of your body, especially your waistline, your hands, of course, your facial expressions, right? And the thing about standing is if I want to move forward or backward in the frame, obviously, it makes it very easy. But mm -hmm. there's a whole different layer of energy and excitement and enthusiasm. And if I'm selling a product, it allows me to demo it in real time, even if I'm doing it virtually, just as if I'm in the home with the prospect. But the brain doesn't really trust people if you can't see their hand gestures. Because hand gestures and body language, of course, being a significant part of communication, it's just a lot easier to get those hand gestures and get physically involved with the conversation when you're standing. Nice. It's just a lot more interesting, right? So if I'm trying to hold a listener's attention and really try to expound or make, make get my point across, it's a lot easier to do that from a standing position. Cool. Good. All right. Well, I'll let you uh, get into it and walk us through walk us through the program here. I will say, Mark, you know, you got obviously a good position there. If you are in a seated position, it's important that the customer can see the table that you're on and they can see your hands, right? So if you are in a seated position, you're uh, the way your body's framed right now is actually really, really appealing. Uh, and it makes it very easy for me to have a conversation and trust you, right? But really the core of my lesson here today is the best clothes in the world is a masterful presentation. That's something that was taught to me at a young age from Rick Rosso himself. And he always trained me. He's like, Dominic, when you deliver a masterful presentation, the close becomes the natural conclusion to the appointment. The close is the natural conclusion. We like to think of our whole methodology as getting it to the green. So, Mark, are you a good golfer? Uh, I'm yeah. a hacker. <laughs> I'm a hacker. Yeah. Depends who you ask me. <laughs> I'm a professional at army golf. You know what army golf is? No. <laughs> so it's basically where you hit it from one sand trap to the other, to the other, left, right, left, right, over the green, <laughs> over and over again. Okay. So really, and that, you know, that's the position a lot of salespeople find themselves in the close is hacking it out of the sand or hacking it out of the woods, right? When in the closing sequence, ideally, if you front loaded the process the right way, you should be on the green within striking distance and you just have to tap it in, just like in Happy Gilmore, right? Just go. tap, 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 roo. And that's really what our goal is. So Maslow presentation is not just the product demo. It's not just the company's story. It's everything that you do from the moment you drive up to that customer's door. And we have a specific formula that we follow. And this is something that I train companies on all over the country. But the reason why I wanted to make this topic, by the way, Mark, is because I'm consulting right now with companies all over the country and in some cases, other countries. And it seems like the presentation part of the, the appointment is almost like a dying art these days. I'm seeing a, almost an epidemic right now <laughs> of undertaking, mm -hmm. selling on price, not bringing in samples, doing El Quickie brochure demos, or I'm just going to basically do a brief inspection, show you a picture on a brochure, leave a price on the back of a business card, and I think the fear of this pandemic has caused people to sell on price more than ever before. You got to be very, very careful right now. If you're a contractor watching this, if due to the pandemic, you decide to lower your prices for some odd reason, or you think you need to sell more on discounting, you got to stop that right now. More than ever before, you need to be selling on quality. You need to be selling on value, superior customer service, and making sure your business and your salespeople 
are able to get the right margin for your, your products. Now more than ever, you need to be profitable as an organization. Really the core of Grass University, what we train on is running a profitable organization from top to bottom, right? Now the presentation, uh, the formula that I discussed and the way it is, is actually like a mathematical equation. If you add all these things together, it leads to a sale. The first part is differentiation. So I, I don't know, are you a big fan of Brian Tracy? Yeah. Yep. So Brian Tracy, uh, I'm a big fan. He said the price only becomes a determining factor when I have failed to differentiate. So differentiation is key. So the customer is going to be asking themselves, you know, if I can get the same product from a similar company for less money, why would I buy from you? Mm-hmm. Got to really emphasize what makes you unique, what makes your company unique, what makes the product unique. Because there's actually been studies on this that show that homeowners will actually pay more money for the same product if they feel the company that's installing it is different, has a unique value proposition, is going to take better care of them, right? Now, differentiation is not just the company or the product. It's everything you do when you're in the house, right? So the way I greet the customer at the door, the way I show my smile if I can, right? The way I ask to remove my shoes when I come in versus just trampling all over their house being respectful, being professional, being the expert in the room, commanding the stage, right? Being confident and assertive. Also educating the customer and taking time to truly explain who you are, what makes you different, what makes you unique. So then basically when they get to the end, the amount of trust, the amount of respect you have from that client is obviously just radiating off of them. But you got to differentiate yourself in every aspect of it. And that comes from slowing down, taking your time, and truly educating them. They're going to appreciate it more often than not. So it's not just enough to differentiate, though. The customer is always asking that question, W-I-I-F-M, the old Zig Ziglar, what's in it for me, right? So I see that your product's different, Dominic, but realistically, why do I care? What problems is it solving? Again, they're not buying what your company or product is. They're buying what it does, right? They're buying the features and benefits. So what additional benefits am I gaining from your product that you you say that's different or unique? What am I benefiting from the way you run your business, right? Maybe it's the way you train your installers. Maybe it's the fact that they're properly insured or bonded or licensed, right? You take care of the permitting, things of that nature. They're factory trained. They run a safe job site. You you pride yourself on proper cleanup, right? So you got to explain not just that you're different, but how those different features and benefits are going to provide more benefit to that prospect and solve more problems. Now, one area of weakness, which is step three of our formula that I see from many salespeople is price conditioning. That's the third part of our formula. So you got differentiation, what's in it for me and price conditioning. So I want to explain that that different feature or benefit that's going to give them more benefits to solve more problems initially is a little bit more expensive. And that could be from any part of my business. It doesn't just have to be the product. Obviously, to have properly insured, licensed, and trained installers is more expensive than just hiring day labor off the street and paying them $3 an hour, right? Obviously, it makes sense to invest a little bit more to to get that properly trained and certified installer, wouldn't you agree? Getting them committed to that, right? Of course, the, the unique features and benefits they love about your product, making sure they understand it's engineered product this way initially, that's the key word, is a little bit more. However, putting price aside, and this is step four, the trial close, putting price aside, would you ever accept a company 
an installer, a product or service without them. So the step four of our formula is trial close. I want the homeowner to commit to me that they would never accept a product, service, or company without that. So you have to effectively differentiate how your product is different, how your company is different and unique. You explain what's in it for them, what problem it solves, the benefits. You emphasize that initially it's going to cost a little bit more price conditioning. And you get them to commit they would never accept a company or product or service without that. The last part of the equation, which brings it all together, is exclusive, meaning they cannot get it anywhere else. Because if they want what you're selling at the exclusion of everything else in the industry, and they can't get it anywhere else but your company, the close becomes the natural conclusion. Now, I can't just follow this formula one thing or the other. I got to make sure that I'm applying this formula to all the things about myself, my company, my products, my service that I'm offering. That way, I funnel it down. So at the end, the only thing I'm really worried about more often than not is affordability. That's it. And not price, affordability. And we can talk more about that. But that's really the core of our formula of national presentation. I like it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, just from your experience is uh, at least when you were kind of, uh, you know, climbing the ranks in the in the sales world, is there one area in particular where you felt you had to spend more time to, to try to master? Or is there one area where, where people struggle most that you feel people should zero in on? Or what are you seeing? Yeah, um, the common things I see people struggling with is the first thing, they don't differentiate enough. Okay. Don't educate the, the prospect on what the other options are. Because part of differentiating is you really got to essentially, in a way, take the customer shopping, <laughs> take them on a shopping spree, and educate them on what the other alternatives to your product or service or company are and get them to help you sell against it. Okay. And I phrase it that way for a specific reason. You want to make sure that when you're killing the competition or explaining the alternatives, you're not just bad mouthing the competition or beating it down. They're getting the customer to basically tell you that they, they wouldn't put that in their home because it doesn't solve their problems. That's really the key. You know, early on in my presentation, Mark, one question I always like to ask my prospects is, John and Mary, let me ask you a question. How much money would you be willing to spend for a product or service that doesn't solve all your problems? <laughs> and that's funny, right? It's a funny question. Yeah. And sometimes the customer will ask. But then, in all sincerity, how much would that be worth to you, right? And almost everybody says, well, that's worth nothing, Dominic. Exactly. So now, putting price aside, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, I'm sure you'd agree. One of the most important things we need to decide on is which product, which service, which company is going to be a permanent solution to my problems. Because if it doesn't solve your problems, that's not worth any amount of money, is it? Exactly. Let me show you what the options are and why more homeowners feel that our product and our service is that perfect solution to their problems. Fair enough? So you kind of lead into it. But programming their brain to think that way, because they're not thinking just on price now. What are they thinking? I want to find a company, a product, and a service that's going to be a permanent solution to my problems. And that's really how I structure my demo is the way this is engineered, the way we do this as our business with our installers. This is how we can solve those problems for you where other companies would cut corners to be cheaper. right? So it makes it very, very easy to structure your demo around that premise of solving the customer's problems and then filling the alternatives to what you're offering. Yeah, I think far too often people think that differentiation is uh, limited to, you know, branding, marketing, a nice logo, fancy truck, but it's all the little things that you do, like you said, 
I know I was on LinkedIn a couple of weeks ago and I saw uh, Tony Hody, who we, we've had as a guest on here a couple of times before. And I know that he like, he's got something called the red carpet treatment, you know, or literally rolls out the red carpet, just little things like that, that they do that just make people stop and say, wow, they're going that extra mile, you know? Yeah. As we have right now, and I don't want to badmouth anybody, but right now, frankly, most salespeople are lazy. Mm-hmm. The work ethic of the hardworking sales professional is dwindling. And that's good because if you do have a good work ethic and you have a sales structure, sales methodology that you can follow consistently, and you know, come hell or high water, you're going to follow that and deliver the best presentation they've ever seen. It's very easy to set yourself apart and differentiate now, probably more than it's been in a long time. Because again, I've, I've heard from countless companies and I've experienced this myself that even companies that are trained to go in and do a proper presentation, people are just cutting corners like crazy and selling on price and order taking more than ever before. So this is a great opportunity for a company to obviously come in, take their time. And one secret I always tell salespeople is that here's the biggest secret of all time. If the other company doesn't talk about it or make a big deal about it, that's different and unique to you now. <laughs> Even if they offered it, if they failed to mention it, if they have that old sins of omission going on, yeah. then that's an easy way for you to differentiate yourself and educate them. And that's what's yeah. going to help build trust and credibility way above and beyond what the competitors do. Nice. Yep. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so differentiation, what's in it for me? Price conditioning, the trial close. Uh, and then, of course, you know, exclusive. And that's, you know, when I'm on a ride along with the sales rep, those are the things I'm paying attention to. Is he effectively differentiating? Is he explaining the benefits of the product more so than what it is? Obviously, we all know sales is emotion. They're buying because of how they feel about it. So the more I can focus on the problems of solving and the benefits they're going to gain, the lifestyle improvement, the enhancement of their everyday life, that's going to be a, a far more effective way to explain what's in it for them, right? And then, of course, price conditioning, making sure that I'm using third-party literature, articles, and you know, I don't want to give anybody ideas they're not comfortable with, but even quotes from competitors. If you can acquire quotes from the competition, uh, one thing I always built for my salespeople is what I call the kill book. <laughs> Inside the kill book, I had warranties, brochures, and prices from all of our competition. And if they were ever in a competitive situation, the customer disclosed, I'm getting a quote from XYZ company, boom, we could pull them right up in there. They can show them what their prices are, or their warranty. I would have highlighted all the exclusions in their warranty and how we're going to differentiate ourselves. It makes it very, very easy. Uh, but make sure you have the tools to, of course, overcome these things and differentiate. But again, the, the biggest thing there with that formula there is making sure I'm getting them committed so getting a commitment from the customer that they would never accept a product, service, or company without that. That's one thing I do see missing from a lot of salespeople. They're not getting that commitment uh, from the prospect. Absolutely. Yeah. I love the notion of a, a kill book as well, because I feel like it'd be hard to um, you know, talk about something that you have no idea of. If, if you know, a customer brings up, you know, oh, we're also talking to XYZ Windows. And, oh, yeah, great. Tell me more about that. And then, I mean, you can speak to exactly what that company does or doesn't do as a company. And, and you can probably, you know, call their bluff, too, if you see that, you know, they're not really serious about talking to company XYZ. They haven't even talked to them, right? If you know the system inside out. So that's that's an interesting yeah. point there. A lot of times it is a smoke screen. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, with the formula of a master presentation, one thing that I see salespeople really need to work on now more than ever before 
is holding a listener's attention for long periods of time. It's just because I know that formula that I just gave you doesn't mean that I can hold his attention for two or three hours now. So that's another element. It's kind of like a subcategory of delivering a master presentation is I need to be able to hold a listener's attention. And Mark, I'm sure you'd agree now more than ever before, probably in human history, people are distracted. Their attention span is dwindling. They're impatient, right? They're always looking at their phone or doing something. He's watch people on a date right now. What are they doing? And I, at each other. They're texting each other. <laughs> yeah. Only attention. You got to be in your A game, especially if you're going to hold it for multiple hours at a time. So yeah. the first thing that we got to make clear, and this goes along with the presentation elements, is you got to be good at asking questions. You got to be good at asking questions. You know, one thing that was explained to me when I was new to sales, and this is something I always thought about when I was in the home, is you want to picture there's a voice activated spotlight above the kitchen table. And the voice activated spotlight only shines on the person who's talking. So every time I'm talking at you, Mark, guess who the spotlight's on? <laughs> and the spotlight's on me. Where's the customer left? In the dark. Yeah. In the dark. If I leave him from the dark too long, what's going to happen? Fall asleep. I'm going to lose them. And then they're going to figure out ways to get me the heck out of their house. So I need to make sure that, you know, we always say selling is not telling. Telling is arguing. Anything I tell the prospect, they tend to resist. One easy thing that I explain to my salespeople, if I tell the prospect something, it's actually an opinion. They can choose not to agree with it. If they tell me, though, that's now a fact that gets ingrained as part of their belief system, right? And the way you would accomplish this is by asking the right open-ended and even closed-ended questions. But early on in the conversation, I want to ask open-ended questions. Practice true, deep listening. Listen to what they're saying. Even write it down if I have to. And then make sure I'm responding in kind with intelligent responses, layering questions to get more information. And if I do this the right way, I can activate what's called the self-disclosure loop. Basically, what that means is I get the customer to start disclosing personal information. And a lot of times they uncover hidden objections. They tell me what's important to them, their hot buttons, their likes, dislikes, their fears. And that comes from asking the right questions. This whole thing needs to be a conversation, not an interrogation. Mm -hmm. If you're just talking at them the whole time, you're going to lose them, right? So that's the first key is making sure I'm asking questions throughout. That never stops. And I see salespeople that maybe in the discovery phase, they're good at asking questions. But then for some reason, when the company story comes out and they get into the product demo, they're just talking at them the whole time. Yeah. Next thing I need to make sure I'm doing is storytelling. <laughs> and it sounds kind of funny to say storytelling. But ever since we're little kids, Mark, I'm sure you love people telling you stories, bedtime stories, watching movies, things of that nature. Um, let me ask you a question, Mark, and don't be afraid to admit this. Have you ever watched a Pixar movie and by the end of it, you maybe teared up a little bit? Have you ever had that happen to you at the end of a Pixar movie? Uh, could be, yeah. The, the hot air balloon one, I think, there. Forget the yeah, name. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I had that happen to me at the end of Coco. If you know the movie Coco, um, it's obviously about the Dia de los Muertos and all that stuff. So why does that happen? Because I've had sad stuff happen to me in my life where I didn't cry at all. And then all of a sudden, I'm crying at the end of a Pixar movie. It's because when we're in, immersed in stories, it actually ignites our entire emotional center of our brain. And it basically is the number one way for us to hold, you know, get, get control of the listener's attention. is framing things in the form of a story. And the thing that's awesome about stories, Mark, is it's a way you can tell a prospect some without actually telling them. So they actually they figure out the moral of the story embedded into the story. 
Um, do you watch TED Talks often? Yep. So they say the average TED Talk is 60% storytelling. And that's by design because that's the best way to hold the listener's attention. Some of the best salespeople I've ever seen are great at asking questions and telling stories. And that's how you can hold listeners' attention for long periods of time. Also, making it fun, entertain. You're on stage. It's showtime. So don't take yourself too seriously. That's one thing I, I make clear to all salespeople. You got to have fun. <laughs> you got to entertain. Right? Don't be afraid to crack jokes every now and then. Smile throughout. Make it fun. Put stuff in their hand. Keep involved physically and mentally. They're not yeah. going to buy from you because you're sitting there giving them a two or three hour lecture. Make yeah. an experience that they're going to remember. I don't know about you, Mark, but when I'm making big purchases, I want to enjoy the experience. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that notion of seeing it as though you're on stage, you're giving a presentation. And I think people, they're too centered on themselves some, sometimes and they're focused on, okay, I've got to go through this checklist. I've got to do X, Y, and Z. And I think it's just lack of preparedness or comfort level. And once you can, again, realize that it's a customer that, you know, to go back to your, to, to, to your analogy, they're the ones that should be under the spotlight and it's about them. And it's making sure that you're giving them that experience that they're going to remember back to storytelling when you're able to be more relatable, more engaging, more entertaining. If that doesn't close immediately, and there are other people in the sales conversation, um, you've got a, a much higher chance of, of getting that deal because you're the one that had the most, uh, the most impact. You're the one that they're going to remember. You're the one that um, was able to get their, their emotions and their feelings going. So that, that idea of storytelling is, is fantastic. Completely agree. Yeah, and really my whole goal here, Mark, is by the end of my presentation, by the time I get to the close, I want the customer telling me three things. I want it. I need it. I must have it. I must have it, right? Not even money is going to stop me from buying this thing. We've all been in that situation where we knocked the presentation out of the park. The product's walking on water. They actually fall in love with it. They love me. They love my company. And affordability, and that's the easy part, thankfully, more often than not, right? But they have to want it. You know, one thing I always tell salespeople is the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is indifference. So what does that mean? That's the complete absence of emotion. So you think of love as one of the most powerful emotions in the world. Indifference is I don't have any feelings towards it one way or the other. If the customer is indifferent to you, if they're indifferent to your product, and they're not emotionally attached to it, saying, I want it, I need it, I must have it, then they're going to a lot of times cop out. They're going to give you smokescreen objections or brush-offs. And it doesn't matter what your price is. You'll even get this objection, which salespeople watching this probably heard. Even if your product was free, I wouldn't buy it today. <laughs> right? So we've all been there. But that's why front-loading that process, getting it to the green, getting the customer to say, I truly want it, I need it, I must have it. You get to that stage where the value far exceeds the money, then closing becomes easy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, again, that doesn't omit the need for me to know how to close, right? I still need to know how to close effectively. But again, I want to spend more, most of my time front-loading the process, doing the fun stuff, and less time having to strong-arm this person or high-pressure them into a decision. By the time I get it to the green, I want them to be excited to move forward. And I want them to ask me, you know, what does it take to move forward, Dominic? You got financing. <laughs> and that doesn't happen often, but you can, you can create your own laydowns by doing it the right way. Yeah, for sure. And when it comes to um, an investment, if I'm somebody senior in an organization, I run a sales team. Um, I mean, to get people that are relatively green to understand and, and 
you know, I, I kind of buy into the fact that sometimes when people are a bit more green, it's, it can be seen as an advantage because you've got less bad habits to kind of break down. And so, hey, blank canvas, here's the system, let's learn it. But what kind of investment do you think people or not think, but should they be making in terms of ongoing training, putting, implementing systems like this and just regularly practicing role playing? Like, what does that look like from your perspective? Yeah. So the initial training that I always put my salespeople through is three weeks long. It's an intensive training. And I always tested my salespeople out. And one thing that I commonly see from companies is I think a lot of owners are fear, fearful of making their training too difficult mm-hmm. and fear that they might discourage a salesperson or they might leave. I actually want to make my sales training intentionally very, very difficult for that salesperson because that I know that if they can get through this training and pass the test at the end, that they're the right fit for the job. Now, one thing that I found this interesting, Mark, is the harder I made a salesperson work in training and the more pressure I put on them to learn the scripts and all that, when they graduate, the more fulfillment they get, the more belief they now have in the company they represent, the more loyalty they have towards me as their sales trainer and their mentor and their authority figure, right? And they almost feel like they owe me something, like they don't want to let me down now. And that translates into greater confidence when they walk in the home. Now, that's obviously not enough. The post-training molding and support is ongoing. I call sales management like lane assist for your car. So again, you drift off a little bit of the lane, lane assist steers you back in the right direction. And that's what a manager needs to be doing. And that comes from constant training, riding along with your salespeople, being in the field, holding weekly sales meetings or bi-weekly sales meetings, or we're hashing out topics every single week, ongoing training, right? So the school is never out for the closer. So that's the number one thing that I can explain to everybody. So Mark, I'll tell you my greatest strength in the planet Earth. Obviously, I feel like I'm decent at the Grasso methodology at this point. But every every morning I wake up, I feel like I have so much to learn. Like I'm not even close <laughs> to, to where I need to be in terms of my education level. So the moment you have a salesperson that thinks they know it all, that's very dangerous. I don't care if they're a $5 million sales producer. You don't know everything, right? So make sure that everyone keeps an open mind. You say mind like a parachute works best when it's open. So you got to make sure we have an open mind to learning new information, continually sharpen the ax. But that's very, very important to have that established in your sales culture, that constant, continual education. Yeah, I, I can attest to that. I think that's the right, that's the right kind of mindset to have. Dominic, um, Grosso University, I'd love for you to just give us a lens into what it looks like, what people would expect if someone has an interest in, I mean, sales training, I know it's, 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 it's a huge part of the business and something that uh, too few people, you know, invest heavily into. Uh, what is what do you guys do exactly? Walk us through that. Yeah, so Grass University, uh, we're a home improvement consulting company, and we basically consult companies on every single aspect of their business. So we're not just a sales training company. We do call center development. We do CEO and management level training. We hold boot camps for your sales team, of course, your call center team, whatever it is. But we basically have the most comprehensive online sales training platform in the home improvement industry that owners, managers, and salespeople can access 24-7 to continually go in and sharpen the axe. So when I talked about schools never out for the closer, right. this allows a salesperson, manager, or owner even. If you're a CEO, there's a lot of ownership level content in there. to so basically go on their phone, listen to it in their car, 24-7, they can access quality training content which is amazing about technology these days, something I wish I always had. I just want to explain the power of an online university. Uh, I actually built an online university myself for the company that I previously worked for. 
And the first year they had access to this online university, and this I'm not fabricating this number, we grew by $20 million. That was our growth rate. Um, I do have access to screen share, correct? Uh, yep. Yeah, you should. Do. Let me uh, show you a little bit about the what Grass University looks like. This is our online training platform here. This is the homepage. One thing that our customers love, we actually have a new program. It's called Grasso U, and the U stands for Y-O-U, your, on, your online university. We can actually make this website. When you log into it, it'll have your company logos, your company branding. So it's like your own piece of intellectual property. And one thing our customers really love is inside this website, we have this file vault, which essentially is a repository where you can store all your training documents, policy and procedure, any pricing information, scripts, you name it. Uh, of course, if you go in here, if you're a client of Grass University, you're going to have access to all of our proprietary sales training, call center development, COVID-19 stimulus program documents. So if I enter the, the sales training tab, you can see here, it's got a lot of really amazing content. One thing that people love is inside this file vault, we have a policy and procedures document. And what this is, is this is the governing document that we use to manage our salespeople. So it gives you a template essentially in what you can use to compensate your sales team, to effectively create policy procedures and guidelines for proper lead handling. It's got all the communication elements. It talks about how we grade somebody on a, a NSLI or net sale for lead issued. And we can get more granular on that, of course. But basically, a lot of companies adopt this and they customize it for their business. And this is something that we've been developing for the last 17 years. And our clients have access to it instantaneously. So it makes the build out of something like that really easy. A lot of our clients are also, when they sales train and onboard a new salesperson, in here, we got a Grouse University student workbook. And what this allows you to do is, as you're going through and training your sales team, it's got all the, the grading and the scoring, and also it's got um, all the fill in the blanks that you would need to effectively train your salespeople. So essentially what I do is I go through the student workbook when I'm training a new salesperson, and then the final exam they have at the end is based on the information we've covered in the student workbook. And that's why it, it forces that salesperson to pay attention, make sure they're listening to the fill in the blanks. This is something similar that we do at our closers camp. It's important to emphasize that when I'm a training a new salesperson, I like sales training to be a competition. You know, how do you motivate a salesperson? Obviously, with competition, money, and recognition. So those are the main things that I focus on when I'm sales training. So let's say I want my salespeople to learn a new script. So what I'll do, Mark, is I'll say, whoever can come back by tomorrow and deliver that script the most confidently verbatim, We'll qualify for a $50 gas card or $100 gas card, whatever you're comfortable with. But we'll throw something on the line or even something silly, right? Like a little gag gift or uh, a little tool for their inspection kit. Get them fighting and competing over something because the number one thing they want, especially if they're a new salesperson, is they want to win. So they want to win and get recognition. That's the number one motivator for a salesperson. So if you structure your training that way, that's a very easy way to use these tools that we're giving you to maximize that training. Uh, again, I'm not going to get into the video content here, but if you look at this content, we got our 10-step video training series, which provides countless hours of content that goes over the whole delivery of the master presentation from start to finish, how to do it, how to close effectively. We got our advanced sales training categories, talks about our formula for handling objections, 
Again, tonality, body language, assuming the sale versus asking for the order, get really in depth on truly mastering the psychology of selling and obviously coming out with a victory more often than not. This is what I was referring to earlier, Mark, the advanced CEO content. If you're an owner or manager, this essentially has your blueprint for running a profitable and successful home improvement business from top to bottom. And there's a lot of countless hours. I just want to emphasize why this information is credible. My partner in the business there, Nick Richmond, he's currently actively the owner of Matrix Basin and Bathroom Systems in Chicago, which is a $50 million home improvement company. So what that means is all the content we have housed on our platform is based on tried and true proven methodology in terms of business ownership, sales training, call center development. He's actively using in the business today. So we never train somebody on something unless we've proven it in our own retail operation to be the most effective way to do it. Again, uh, we don't want to train someone on theory or something that used to work you know, 20 years ago when the earth was flat, for example, right? Uh, so again, uh, one thing that I just want to end with with this platform that our companies love, this online university, on top of having 24-hour access and, of course, continually sharpen the axe, is if you're a sales trainer, you can use our online platform to set curriculum and assignments for your salespeople. And every one of these videos ends with a test. So you can basically track and monitor the test scores and the progress of each and every one of your salespeople as they're going along through here, watching all this amazing training material. Uh, you can know exactly which salespeople are watching the videos, which are not, what their progress is. So it makes it very, very effective to mold, groom, and again, do that lane assist that I was mentioning earlier. This is the cherry on top here. Uh, we recently forged a partnership with a National Hall of Fame speaker. His name is Waldo the Wingman Waldman. And he's got his entire leadership uh, training academy on here that he spent countless years developing. But it's one of the, the greatest leadership development and motivating content uh, you'll see on any platform. And we put this on here because we understand that the best methodology in the world is not going to be effective if you're not properly motivated, if your head's not on right. So we have that layer on there as well that you can also use to manage, coach, and build the right sales culture for your team. Nice. So that looks like a pretty comprehensive uh, resource, Dominic. How many hours would you say are in there <laughs> in terms of content? Well, I'm constantly in front of the camera, Mark. You know, every single week, I'm filming new content. Uh, it's definitely hundreds of hours of content that's in there. And it's never going to end because every single week, you, we keep adding to it. We want to keep the content fresh. And that's probably the biggest differentiator that I would explain with what we're doing now is, and all the things other companies are doing right now, we're able to give you essentially live in the moment content that you can use to navigate through and figure out what are the brightest minds in the industry doing right now to, again, thrive and be successful right here and now. Amazing. So whether it be adopting a virtual selling program, uh, whether it be figuring out how to run a lead in the house right now effectively without coming off offensive or making people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. There's so many different things. Even if you're training somebody on what worked last year, it's pretty much irrelevant at this point. So you got to be current. You got to be up with the times. Uh, and that's the number one thing that we're going to bring to the table every single year. Uh, we're going to continue to make it fresh. Amazing. Well, platform looks awesome. I love uh, that you can kind of white label it. You can gamify the experience and, you know, assign things to people so you can make sure accountability is there. Can't improve what you can't measure, as we all know. Um, Dominic, you uh, mentioned something coming up. So I want to give you the opportunity to do just a quick shameless plug. Uh, Closers Camp. When is that? What is it? So I appreciate that, Mark. Uh, we have our second annual Closers Camp, 
February 15th through the 17th, 2021, at the beautiful Gaylord Opryland Convention Center in Nashville, Tennessee. It's going to be an event you definitely don't want to miss. So obviously, you're going to have me up there giving three days of comprehensive training. But we also have CEO and management breakout sessions, where basically, again, if you're an owner of a company, you're going to be able to go on rub shoulders and network with the brightest minds in the industry, teach you exactly what they're doing to thrive in this difficult time. And we have a special guest appearance from Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street. He's one of the number one sales trainers on the planet Earth. Obviously, the guy is pretty high energy. He's going to go in depth on additional closing strategies for you. And then we have Waldo the Wingman Waldman. He's also going to be a special guest, getting you guys absolutely fired up. So we want this to be an experience. This is not another sales training seminar where by day two, half the audience is left because it's boring. Uh, This is like a Tony Robbins style concert, right? It's like a rock concert. And we want people to... The only thing that they want to hate at the end is hate having to leave. (laughs) And we want them ready to chew through walls and obviously take out the competition and set new records when they get out of there. So definitely make sure that uh, you're doing your research. Just simply go to www.closerscamp2021.com. Again, that's www.closerscamp2021.com. And of course, we got uh, tickets for sale right now. And if you want any more information uh, about Grass University, uh, I can give you a, a phone number to contact as well. We can put it up on the screen there for you. And uh, we also have a direct email to our, our managing consultant. If you want a free tour of our platform or even a free one-week trial of the platform, make sure you reach out to us. And we always say it doesn't cost anything to have a conversation. You can try the platform for free, see what you think of it for yourself. If you feel it's a good fit for you, of course, we can talk about moving forward and uh, making sure it's a permanent part of your business moving forward. Amazing, Dominic. Thanks for sharing that. And I, I appreciate that. I think, uh, you know, something like that's nice, you know, trial, very little commitment. I think that's cool. People can get a taste before they, they sign. Thanks for sharing all about Closers Camp. We're going to put that in the show notes below. Guys, if you're watching or listening, do us a favor. If you're liking the content and you want us to keep doing this kind of stuff, please like, subscribe, comment, let us know your thoughts. Dominic, I want to thank you for being here. Before we sign off, there's one thing you always say on your videos. So I'll hand it over to you and we'll wrap this up. So I just want to tell you, thank you guys, Mark. Thanks for the opportunity to be on your show. And those of you listening, as always, yes, you are closing. 